Radio target is locked. And you have reached Strike Point. Webmaster Radio stretches its microphones across the Atlantic to bring you Strike Point. Our expert and informative hosts will attack the search industry from Europe to the Americas and beyond. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm presents Strike Point. <laughs> Welcome back to Strike Point. We are live again. I'm sorry about last week. I was away on vacation, so um, couldn't make a live show. But we are live again today. And with me, I have Andy Atkins Kruger. My name is Hello. Welcome. How are you doing, Andy? I'm very well, thank you. I'm just wishing I had as much holiday as uh, they do in Denmark. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, you know, the fact is that um, if you look at how many days an average worker in Denmark work, uh, and you in, and take uh, weekends away and vacations and uh, national holidays and, and all that, we're actually down to about half uh, of the days a year. <laughs> wow. That's why Sounds we're so rich. Good. Yeah, we are very rich. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and we got through the financial crisis by not working. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> So, um, you're down in Barcelona at the moment. I am. I'm in beautiful Barcelona, looking over the city from where I sit. And I I know that you're doing some great workshops down there. Yeah, it's a a global PPC training we're doing this week. Mm -hmm. Why Barcelona? Uh, Why not? (laughs) (laughs) It's just a bad excuse for you to get out (laughs) No, we, we, we have we have based our international marketing school in Barcelona and it's and the other location is Vegas. And they're both the same so I'm in Vegas in about four weeks' time in the same course. And the the reason is very simple that it's a place that people like to go to, plenty of flights, plenty of accommodation. So it makes it easy for people all over Europe or all over the US in the case of Vegas's case to travel there. So I can't understand everybody doesn't do it. <laughs> As there's a lot of good reasons, and and yeah. as you said, uh, who doesn't want to go to Barcelona? <laughs> it's it. it's, def- it's definitely a, a great destination. So I hope you um, you enjoy your workshops there and um, yep. get a lot of good good students out of it. Yeah. Yep. So, so. <laughs> today we're going to talk about a few um, actually mostly uh, Google topics. Um, there's been an update and Penguin. Uh, it's 2.0, I think it's called now. 2.1, I think they're called. Two, uh, sorry, 2.1. <laughs> yeah, the point, the point one is really important. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um, there's a new video out from Matt Cotts, uh, Google quality team, head of quality team, uh, about, about a, a specific topic about geotargeting and how it relates to cloaking. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, have some, some opinions about that. And in general, the, the, the Google videos coming out these days. And, uh, of course, we can't have this show for this week without also mentioning Hummingbird, uh, the great new engineering of, of Google, one, once again, and uh, how that uh, may affect um, searches and um, at least, of course, search optimization. So um, I think that is going to be plenty for, for today's show. So maybe we should start out with um, uh, the Penguin 2.1. <laughs> and I know that you have um, some insights to that, um, Andy. 
Well, yeah, yes. I mean, it's 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 an interesting uh, development. We've, um, I think, come to the conclusion that Penguin Two Point One has had a more uh, a greater effect uh, than many of the other Penguin updates, certainly in Europe, outside of the US. And um, you know, we're tracking a lot of sites in terms of keywords and visibility and webmaster tools and all that. You, you know how much I love filtering webmaster tools. Um, over a number of sites, we can see a, a definite effect between the 2nd and the 4th of October. Um, and the interesting thing about it is that there's quite a clear distinction on every site. On every site, the, the shift is fairly substantial. Not, not every site is affected, by the way. But on the sites that are affected, there, there is a relatively substantial uh, visible shift. But it's not always in the same direction. It's, uh, it's either going down in some cases and up in other cases. Uh, on many global clients, it's actually going up in some countries and down in others. So global companies quite often are winning and losing at the same time, which is quite interesting. One, one of the weird things that we've noticed is that um, for some reason, it seems like Dutch sites must have been ranking more in France than they should have been. And in France there's now been a distinct drop-off of rankings for .nl sites. And I don't, I, I'm still looking into that one, but that's an interesting curiosity, that um, sites were ranking when perhaps they shouldn't have been in France, have, have definitely dropped off, and the, and the date when this happened was the 3rd or 4th of October. Exactly the, the, the Penguin 2.1 timing. So, um, yeah, in, in summary... I think we can say that uh, Penguin 2.1 definitely had a, an effect and it's positive and negative and sometimes positive and negative for the same organization. And it seems to have also corrected some oddities in certain sort of geo-targeting factors, like, as I was saying, with the Dutch sites in, in France. So what is, uh, based on this, um, would you recommend your clients in, in, in terms of... Um a future link building? Well, um, which, which I think, you know, what changes, <laughs> rather say, because yes. been through a lot of the, 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 the past changes over the past couple of years um, and the recommendations that follow that, but, but due to the, the, the news update. Right. So uh, in, in our terms, we, we measure things on a, a, a global, what we call a visibility scale, which is like a percentage of the potential visibility that you could have with your various keywords. And, Roughly, the Penguin 2.1 has affected sites by about two to three percent, and in some cases, they've recovered actually by one percent within a matter of days after it. So, uh, I would say that the important thing at the, about this update is to be aware that it's happening, but not to panic. Um, certainly, not if you're doing things in a legitimate, um, relatively clean way. You may still be affected, but it will be modest and it, more of a tidy up. Uh, I think we have to say, Michael, that we don't monitor sites that are doing lots of, uh, you know, fairly aggressive link building because most of the sites we're looking at are people that use our services where we have a very cautious approach to link building. So many of the effects would be bigger for, for other organizations. But in general, I think people who are being relatively straightforward about their link building shouldn't be too worried but should be aware that there's been a bit of a shift going on and looking forwards 
I think we have to say that, yes, everybody does have to be uh, increasingly careful about link building. But the irony um, of the whole link building episode is that the more that um, Google targets poor quality links, the more important the good quality links become. Yeah. So at the same time that they're pushing you know, down the ones that are not very good, that means the ones that are good are even more important than they were before. So yeah, you've that's really a got point. to focus on getting good, quali- yeah. good quality, very high-quality high links. But, but, but don't you see the same uh, type of, of, of involvement as, we, as we've seen in, in, in the past uh, Penguin updates where it's also been evident to me that, that the diversity of links, is, as we talked about, I think it was last time we were together, when we talked about the, the different, two different categories of link building that, that, that we've been working most, or, or the way that we've been looking yes. at link building lately, in, in, in earned links versus yes. acquired links, where, where we push clients to do much more earned links uh, today. And with earned links, you get a variety of links, including links that we would previously say doesn't really play a big role like like no follow links or links that that uh, are from you know for other reasons uh, that wouldn't provide much value but but because it's part of a natural link profile we actually see that having a, a, some sort of value now don't don't you see the same uh, yeah. yeah i mean yeah go on. i th- i think the uh, the focus for people going forward should should definitely be on earned you know earning links rather than going and finding Links, because at least an earned link is going to have a more natural pattern, and it's going to it's going to be a better quality link um, in the, in the round. Um, but I, but I think that the you know that there is also an element of you still got to go out and find certain links. Um, so you've got to acquire certain links because if you if you don't do that, then you're not actually doing your your marketing. You know if if you don't go and link yourself from the local directories. I don't mean thousands of directories, but I mean like the directory that represents your city or your country or your industry, then actually you're doing yourself a disservice. So there's an element of going and having to get those. But I think what you've got to do is always focus on links that are good for users looking for your services, not links everywhere just to get a link. And I personally wouldn't focus on do follow or no, or or no follow because yeah. you know I, th- I think that's the wrong focus. I mean, how can you how can you set the right pattern between those two parameters when Google is changing the the you know the approach to those two different uh, sides of links every time it makes an update? You can't possibly you can't possibly deal with it. It's just moving around all the time. Yeah. One one thing I was uh, I was concerned with uh, from what you're saying is that uh, if you see, because I haven't been tracking that uh, as carefully as you have, but, but with the cross national uh, um, implications, yeah. like like you say, uh, Dutch websites that used to rank uh, very high in, in France was it, and and then are suddenly not yeah. ranking, and maybe they shouldn't have have ranked. Yeah. Uh, the reason I'm 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 concerned about this, I have to say that I haven't seen any. Uh, any evidence of the same thing for 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 the clients we are working with in 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 a strategy that I will explain now. But I was concerned if if that might be something that that uh, we may see and into what what I'm what I'm trying to say is that we working with certain kind of clients uh, in in very competitive uh, e-commerce um, uh, industries or industries where. 
getting uh, deep links to individual problems is, is products is is very very difficult, if not impossible, because. There's just a ton, of, like for in electronics, you know, where there's tons of different variations of of almost the same product, and getting getting links to the individual pages is almost impossible in a natural, organic way. Uh, we may be able to get some category links or, or, of course, front page links, but but not the individual product. So, so for these types of sites, we we, we for for many years successfully have have worked uh, with a combination where uh, the majority of link power, which then goes to the front page, or maybe if we log it to some category pages or interesting topic pages, comes from quality links and earned links as much as possible these days, of course. But the individual links to to products, we we do in in a very acquired link fashion with link from just about anywhere, whether it's from Denmark or other countries, whether linguistically relevant or nothing, because what we found up until now, and as I said, I haven't seen any changes in that, is that if you have a pretty good uh, 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 link profile to begin with for your overall site, then first of all, it won't hurt you to get these additional deep links, uh, even though from an individual point, they may not be the best type of links. And because all your competitors in that industry have the exact same problem, they are not, it's really difficult for them to get even just one link to each of their products. So even just getting that one link one or two links for, for, for each of the individual problems will lift you just that little bit from your competitors in that industry. And, and it has proven to, to work as a, as, a, as a strategy really well up till now. But, of course, if, if, if you see evidence that the cross-national understanding of links may change, then that, of course, may, may fade out as a, as, a, as a good strategy. Uh, well, I, I, th- I think on the cross-national thing, I think one of the things that may have gone on is that um, Google may have looked at the links from sites in different territories slightly differently so in other words Dutch sites that had French links haven't received the same value from the French links as they did before possibly that might be partly what's gone on there and I think the, the, the reason why Dutch and French is sensitive is because obviously they kind of end up overlapping in Belgium so that they, yeah. they do cut across each other within yeah. one nation but it seems like there might be something like that going on in that particular update yeah that, and, and of course, it would be logically enough if if, if it was. But but um, I, I, as I said, I haven't seen any evidence of it now. And yeah. I would also say that that because I'm very always very concerned with the risk of any strategy that we we, we employ with clients. And also because as as as, as you know, I've been working with very. Imp- Competitive industries where you, where you do have yes. to take risk, you know, <laughs> you don't get anywhere yes. if you if you don't take any kind of risk. Uh, but I'm always concerned, you know, trying to to implement the lowest possible risk strategy. And I would say that if you have been anyone out there listening have been being been using the same kind of strategies I explained that we use for certain kind of clients with with a good basic link profile and then with the additional, you know, more low lower quality uh, uh, link to individual product pages, I would not be concerned with the negative effect this can have, except that the good rankings you had for individual product products may uh, decrease if what we are now talking about is you know going to be the overall truth that um, uh, links outside your 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 category or outside your country may not uh, count quite as much uh, as you used to yeah i mean i think I think one of the things that it seems to me that people uh, get wrong with their link building strategies is that they tend to 
focus on a particular type of link. So they'll have a campaign oh, yeah. to focus on forum links or you know forum member links, or they'll yeah. they'll focus on blog posts, or they'll they'll go and do directories. And actually, what everybody should try and do is get a very broad mix of everything that they're doing, rather than but focusing but it's very- too much on. I think it's a very human nature thing, you know, yeah. because when, when you stumble on something that works really well, what are you going to do? Shift away from that and do something else? No, of course, yeah. you just do more of that. It's, a, yeah. <laughs> it's just a very um, human thing to do, but it's not a very good strategy. We both know yes. that. Uh, yes. I, I always talk with my clients when, when we talk about links that there is a bunch of acquired link strategies that you can use that are not very risky and they're not bad, like sub- submission to directories, as you just mentioned. Not all the shitty directories, but the good quality directories out there. That's, that's an acquired link strategy, but it's still legitimate. And, and there's a bunch of others like that. But we always advise the clients, you know, if you have X budget, you should not use all of it on on directory submissions or uh, guest uh, 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 articles or, you know, any other acquired link strategy, you should divide it out on multiple uh, uh, acquired link strategies. And yeah. then, as we talked about before, using maybe 80% of your of your budget on earned links instead. Um, yeah. But but I think, well, I, you know, I, of course I can't be sure, but but I would, I would think that, that uh, if you still – Work with that combination of having a good, solid link profile based on on more earned links and, and good links and quality links. Then I'm not sure it's it's directly going to hurt you with these additional uh, links that may be a little more questionable uh, to boost individual products where you couldn't get direct links uh, uh, in any other way. Uh, yeah, but of course, you know things could change in a way that I cannot foresee, and they may. Count, count less. So again, even for a strategy like that, if you have the budgets uh, to diversify it, so instead of making uh, one type of low-quality links to individual products, uh, make two or three kinds, mm-hmm. uh, and that would probably uh, be a more secure way of doing it um, looking forward. Um, I, think we, I think we have to go back to the point uh, as well that links still remain a fundamental part of Google's algorithm, and without them, the algorithm, you know, Google's results don't function. Yeah. So, you know, links have not died. It's just they've become more critical. Yeah, and, and, and of course, and, and, and if that is not apparent from what we already talked about, link building has not died. I know that Google yes. has been trying to kind of promote that, and some journalists have even reported that now, you know, SEO is dead or link building is dead because these updates. And, and it's definitely not... Just because we're shifting away from acquired links to earned links, it doesn't mean that we don't have to work to get links. We just have to work in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> There's still, you know, it, it, it's kind of like public relations. You know, you can lean back, make great products, and then probably the press is going to write about you. Or you can hire a really excellent PR firm, and they're going to yes. write more about you. <laughs> you <know>? yes. <laughs> yes. But they're just pushing what is natural. You know, a, a, a PR expert would probably also tell you that we need to have some good stories to give the press. And that's exactly the same thing with earned links. We need to produce something that earns these links. <laughs> yes, so, 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 I mean, we still have to do work. And, and the mm-hmm. more work we do, the more better links we will get and uh, benefit from that. So definitely it hasn't ended in, in case anybody out there was in doubt about that. <laughs> so uh, I think maybe uh, we, uh, we're getting close to a... Break. Um, yeah, I can see here Brasco is going crazy. 
so um, if you stay with us uh, for a couple of minutes, please uh, welcome our sponsors. We will be right back. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Come visit us at AdTech New York, booth number 738. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. There are many things you would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short-branded, attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Time to saddle up with the Search Cowboys. The Search Cowboys will round up search engine marketing, social media, and more. Search Cowboys. On demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to StrikePoint. We are live again today. My name is Mikkel Demip Svensson, and with me I have Andy Atkins Kruger. We just Hello. talked a lot about uh, the Penguin 2.0, 2.1, I keep saying 2.0, update. And Andy explained a lot of some of the things that he experienced with cross national issues, which kind of leads uh, us um, logically into the next topic today. Because uh, uh, Matt Cott, uh, user, um, Google's um, head of the spam team or quality team, uh, put out another video. He puts out these small videos, like a FAQ type of videos, with one question that he answers, so typically two, three minutes. Many of them are really good. Matt is a, is a great guy. He's been with Google almost forever. Um, both me and Andy have, have met him and and spent time with him many times before. He's a very uh, good person. I'm saying this uh, because now there's coming a lot of bad stuff. Because the video he put out was, um, of course, mentioned many places, but one place was Search in Land, um, where Barry Schwartz made a short write-up on it. And I think it, 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 it 
it generalizes the problem in what is being said in this video and how is it being interpreted. Because, first of all, the video is talking about um, or the question in the video is, um, is redirecting users based on their location spam? So that is a question that, that essentially uh, Google is trying uh, or Matt is trying to answer. But the problem is that in the, in the, in the talking about this video, and it also goes, I respect Barry Schwartz a lot, but sorry, sorry, Barry, you got this a little bit wrong because he interpreted it as a general question about geolocation or redirecting. And that's not actually what, what Matt is talking about. He's talking about redirecting based on geolocation. And there's a difference between, because there's actually many types of geolocation um, adjustments to users. Uh, one of the most typical, of course, is to show the different currency based on where users are from. So if you if you come to my website from England, you get pounds. If you come to my website from New York, you get dollars. Um, that's, you know, a, a very simple uh, sort of, 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 of geolocation-based uh, uh, adoption of your website. More complex ones could be what kind of offerings uh, you, you, you supply. Maybe if people fly from New York to London, they can get uh, the ticket plus entrance to some interesting places in London for half the price or whatever. That that offer would, of course, only be relevant for people in the U.S. flying to London, not people flying the other way. Uh, maybe they have a different offer for people going from London to New York. They can get cheap tickets to whatever in London or in New York. You know, that, that kind of adoption where it's actually the same page, it's the same URL, everybody lands on, but the content of that page may change based on the geolocation. That is a very uh, common thing to do. Uh, and then, of course, there is, uh, and this is what, what Matt Cotts is, is answering in this video, redirecting users based on geolocation. So that was kind of the first thing that I wanted to get clear. The other thing is what Matt is actually saying in this video. As I said in the beginning, uh, I think I speak for both uh, me and Andy saying that we respect uh, Matt Cotts a lot. He's a good person and he's done a lot of good work for mm -hmm. Google, definitely. But I have got a little upset with some of the videos that, that he produced lately because they, they more and more are trying to tell a PR story uh, less than they're actually helping webmasters. In this case, I believe that what he's saying could actually hurt webmasters a lot and, and I, I don't quite understand why he's doing that. Because what he's saying is that redirecting users based on uh, geolocation, based on IP, basically, um, is not spam. Um, and, and I believe that is correct. But then he's saying, that's fine. Even Google does it, he say, uh, and that is correct. You know, if you try to go to google.com and you're at, at, at another country, they will redirect you to that local uh, version of the search engine, which also, and this is what, what Matt forget to tell you, which also actually leads to a lot of problems because what he essentially says is you should treat Google like you treat any other user. So when Google comes to your website with uh, their, their, their crawlers, which yeah. are typically crawling from the U.S., Hello. You, should, you should serve them the U.S. version of your website. And if a person comes into your website, you can redirect it to the French version of your website, whether it's on a new domain or a different directory or whatever structure you have. But the problem right. is… So so How Mitchell, is Google then going to index the French website? <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, the, logic, the logic actually then is if you're going to try and deal with the fact that Google's sending a, a US crawler to your French site um, and you want to show Google something different to what they would say, see as a US visitor, then you have to recognize Google's crawlers and you have to point Google's crawlers at the right content. 
Um, and that of itself pushes you into the area of showing different content to different Google crawlers, which is a highly risky strategy. You definitely need to know what you're doing in that, in that area. Yep, I mean, there's so many problems in what, what he's saying. And, and actually, uh, I have done presentations about this particular problem uh, many times in the past. And I remember one of my slides actually uses Google as an example of, of how wrong it gets. Because, and I'm not sure right now if it's still in, in, in effect, this, this, uh, this particular problem. But, but a couple of yeah. years ago, I could show, you know, if you go to uh, Google DK, and then there's a link to uh, the, 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 re the related Google um, versions like Google Fairy Islands and Google Greenland, um, which is kind of related to Denmark or part of Denmark, but they have their own uh, TLD. So um, you can follow the link and you can go through to, 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 to that page or, or you get, um, get uh, redirected if you, if you come from these places. But if you look at the cache of, of these places, it's actually only a Google DK that get indexed. The other ones doesn't get indexed. Now, of course, that doesn't matter because people are not searching to find Google. <laughs> so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. People are finding Google anyway. So in this particular case, it, it's not you know, financially hurting, hurting Google. Uh, um, but if you were a web shop and you did the same thing, it would definitely hurt you because then the people in fa the Fairy Islands would simply not be able to find your stuff when you search in, in their own language. Um, okay, so, so Mikkel, one factor to add to this is um, I found a statistic some time ago that in Germany, at any, any point in time, 12%, that's 12% of the entire population of Germany is visiting and, and the problem with uh, what Google's doing here for Google, not just for other webmasters, is that if you're a visitor to Germany and you don't speak German, it's tough because you're going to get the German navigation, the German language in front of you, even if you're not a German speaker. I've just searched on Google here in Spain and I've been to Google.es. It's not user-friendly. Uh, Google should... No, no, but that's... that's I mean, that yeah, but I mean that's a, that's a completely separate issue from SEO. But you're totally right. I would yeah. I would I would always argue forced, as I call it, forced redirection or forced uh, geolocation yeah. is always bad. I, I I have always advised my clients to go for what I would call a suggested uh, a geolocation. So that if you can see that, that people are from a different uh, region or speak a different country or may have an interest in different things than what you serve as a default, then you should make that option available. Uh, so, okay. so it becomes so, so. an option for, because then in that, let's say that you go to google.com and you're in Spain. It would be fine if they show you a, a, a big link on the page saying, hey, do you realize that we have a Spanish version? Go here if you are Spanish, you know, because in that case, you are not forced to go there, a forced redirection. You, you, were, you were giving the suggestion and, and, and had the option to go there. And I yeah, think I mean, from a user's point of view… Forced, forced redirection is not directly an, an SEO point, but it is still bad usability. And in the end, usability and SEO are very close brothers, aren't they? So for no, instance, but, it, I, but it, is, it, is, it is a very direct SEO point because… Yeah. And that is coming back to what 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 uh, uh, Matt is saying. You should treat Google exactly like you would treat users. So if Googlebot comes in, you should just treat it like any other user yeah. from, with an with an American IP. So let's say that you have a website <clears throat> in in English, and in, um, in 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 Danish and in, in in German. So when Google comes in, no matter what page they're going to, maybe there's a link to a specific uh, German product, and they come to this product page. We identify their IP and we redirect them to the English, um, the English version of that product page. Now, that 
German page is not going to get indexed. Yeah. So if German yeah. people search for that product in their own language, they're not going to find it. <laughs> so, so yeah, Matt Kotz is right. This is not spam. But he's very wrong in the fact that, that – or actually he's not saying that. But I'm saying this is hurting you as a webmaster. So, so yeah. please don't follow that advice. It's really bad. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I agree entirely. And, and that, 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 I think, is sad because that is not the kind of content Matt Koch provided just a few years ago. You know, he would, he would, he would not say something like that that, 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 that can really hurt uh, webmasters from a marketing point of view. Actually, I had, I had a specific example of this a few years ago where a client summoned me in and said, our traffic has disappeared completely. And I went to see them and they said, I said, well, what have you done recently? They said, well, apart from sending our U.S. visitors to our American site, we haven't done anything. I said, well, how have you done that? And they said, well, we've, we've redirected every visitor that's coming in from the U.S. to our U.S. site instead of them coming through to our U.K. site. And I said, well, so what are you doing with Google's crawlers? And they'd not, they'd not thought about this. So they yeah. fetched in their web team and the web team said, yes, but Andy, we've sorted this out because we've, we did a crawl to check that uh, the right content would be seen by users. And I said, well, how did you do that? And they were using, this was a UK company, and they, they, they used a UK crawler to test <laughs> which, which content was seen. Mm. <laughs> and, and eventually the traffic disappeared completely. I mean, literally it dropped off a cliff. And mm. within 24 hours of taking this redirect off, the traffic returned. It was amazing, yeah. the difference. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it, 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 it because... The, the the value of those pages were, were already there. There were probably links to those pages and everything. So, but but if you, I mean, if you, this is essentially blocking Google from from indexing your. I mean, that's yeah. That is the most fundamental part. I still like in in case some of you listeners out there haven't have, have never um, known or heard about this. There was a there was a very very simple model that one of my old colleagues uh, Derek Wheeler invented many many years ago uh, that he named the. IRTA model, IRTA, uh, I-R-T-A, uh, I for indexing, um, R for, for, for ranking, and T for track, uh, tracking, uh, also traffic, and, and, uh, and A for action. And that was four basic steps of SEO, really. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> first you get indexing, because if you're not indexed, you're not going to get ranked. And then after you get indexed, you can get ranked. But even if you're getting ranked, you may not get the majority of clicks because you have bad titles bad snippets, you know, and then so you can optimize that and get more traffic. And from that traffic, you can get conversions. And every single step, of course, can be optimized. So essentially, if you're not getting indexed, you're not going to get anything down the line. <laughs> no, it's a start point. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's very simple, actually. And, and everybody should, of course, know that. But it's just, it's, it's, it's a very good, uh, good line to follow. So, so anyway, I hope everybody uh, got out there. I we, talking about geolocation, it, it, is a, uh, it is an issue that, ha- that I have been dealing a lot with for very large uh, um, European clients uh, because it's very logical uh, as we talk about this traveling uh, example, going between London, New York and the different offers that would be relevant for different uh, flyers. Um, it is a very relevant uh, uh, issue to have and is, by the way, also um, – associated a little bit with, 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 with A-B testings, uh, which also is essentially altering uh, the content a little bit uh, based on users or statistics. I have, as you, as you know, previously, not so much in recent years, but previously worked a lot with, with cloaking websites. And, and doing that, of course, sometimes 
we we got caught and it got kicked out of, of, of the index. Not all the time, but some of the time. And so I know quite a lot about when things get kicked out from, 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 from doing these things. And and I would be concerned if you make content available to some users that may include Google that other users are not getting. Mm-hmm. Because essentially, you know, if you serve Let's give that example again where you, where you serve one set of offerings to people in the UK flying to US and another set of offerings to them, to the people flying from, from, from New York to, to UK or US to UK. Um, if that is presented on the same URL, the same page that, that, that sell this, this product, this flight between uh, New York and, and London, then you could end up in a situation where I as a search user search for something specific. Uh, that includes some keywords that are only found in these offerings, but they're only given to people in the other country than where I'm sitting. So essentially, I'm searching for something that, that Google say, here, it is, we found this on a page, it's indexed, uh, and you click through to it, and I can actually not see the things that I searched for. Mm. And that is essentially, clo- that is in, in every, defin- by any definition, cloaking, and, and, and because it's pissing off users, and mm. and that's exactly what Google don't want. Google don't want people to have bad search experiences. So when this happens, uh, the, the the risk of you getting kicked out of the index either for that page or your entire site increases dramatically in, in my experience. Mm. I mean, I, th- I think if you take where I am at the moment in Barcelona and you consider that there's something approaching somewhere between 800,000 and a million people that live in this part of the world are not Spanish or Catalonian, but they're from somewhere else. I mean, it, it, the world is getting so mixed up that I think that as a, as a rule anyway, you have to present people with the option. And I think the Amazon solution, it looks like you're searching from Spain. Do you want this content in yeah. Spanish uh, presented in Spain, in uh, the Spanish language yeah. is a much better way of doing yeah. this. And, it gets, and it, it gets around the crawling problem and it provides a better solution to users. Exactly. And you also get, get rid of the, the, the risk uh, for, 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 for being um, associated with cloaking. Um, yeah, absolutely. That way. And, and also just the last thing I want to say about it because we are getting close to another break. Um, the last thing I want to say about it is that it also helps by, by only suggesting and not forcing, it helps... Uh, um, uh, with the errors that are going to be, like you said, you being in Spain, but but actually being English. Um, so by not forcing but suggesting, um, it it uh, will not create these uh, these uh, terrible results for 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 that that part of the user group. Anyway, um, we need to take a short break again before we move into the last segment. Um, so if you stay with us for a couple of minutes, we will be back with one more interesting segment of Strike Points. And here the commercials go. Ta-da! Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link-building strategies work because we focus on relevancy. 
and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting, and in some cases, affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. On demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to Strike Point, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Strike Point. We are live again today. My name is Mikkel Demip, and with me I have Andy Atkins Krueger, and we are on the last segment of the show. Hello. And we are going to talk about Hummingbird. Most of you by now have probably heard that um, Google made a major revamp to its engine uh, that has been named Hummingbird for some obscure reason. I can never really find out about <laughs> the naming convention they're, they're using. But nevertheless, uh, there is a big um, update out there that has been greatly discussed, of course, as always, um, which seem to have... At least the things that have to do with how we do and what we do in SEO has to do a lot with how search queries are interpreted. Uh, and it's kind of interesting to me personally uh, for many reasons because many, many years ago now, I think it's, what is it, like 10, 12 years ago, um, I, I got involved with a Danish company called Ankiro. Uh, and, and I was hired as a VP of product development. Very interesting technology company, very geeky company, uh, already back then working uh, based on, on some advanced fuzzy logic and uh, mathematics and, um, and linguistic uh, 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 programs, were able to understand the meaning of uh, text. Not, not, not just the words of the text. Essentially, this technology that they developed over time was... was um, to begin with, used in communication robots. Uh, so, so basically, machines that could answer intelligently and, and actually, at, 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 at some point, um, have real dialogues uh, with humans and help them through, for instance, support issues with a phone company or whatever you know. Uh, and 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 um, and I would say that they 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 they. If anybody of you out there have heard about the Turing test, a very simple 
test to, to, to show if, if computer-based communication systems are, are, are indistinguishable, I always get that wrong, uh, from a human dialogue, um, then they passed that Turing test. And I would say these communication robots did indeed uh, in this company. Anyway, they used the same technology applied to search so that basically they could um, fit in that last component. As I already, al- always saw search, uh, you have the search you know, consists of many components, but but three important thing of them is to understand the the, the text of documents, understanding the the um, the meaning of of a search, and understanding the individual that performs that search, because multiple individuals may perform the same search, but actually meaning a little bit different things. And I would say that the first and the last thing, the search engine have have tackled pretty well or developed over time. They understand documents better, better, the meaning of documents, not totally uh, like like human language, but still they do it better and better. And they do better and better understand the difference between I doing a search and you doing a search, Andy, or anyone out there. Mm-hmm. But they so far haven't been so good at understanding the meaning of a query. It has still, except for a few linguist, very simple linguistic components, stemming and things like that, have not been able to understand the true meaning of what people are searching for. And maybe mm-hmm. even include more things than just what they're searching for. Maybe also include where they're searching for or how they searched in the past uh, and, 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 and other things to get a meaning out of it that is much more complex than, than, than the words they're actually typing in. And, and, and so when I started working with this many years ago, as I said, it, I, it, I realized that this at some point had to be something that even the or, or the large search engine would also have to, to, to use. And it seems to me that at least some of these ideas and components have, have been is part of, of, of Hummingbird. Yeah, well, I, I think one of the things we have to say is that um, compared with Penguin, Penguin is even small penguins are typically very large birds. And uh, hummingbirds, I've, I've been lucky enough to see one in real life, and I can tell you that they're really tiny. I have seen them in real life, yeah. They are very tiny. And uh, I think we need to, uh, and certainly my perspective from a direct what should we do now SEO point of view, is that the birds are relative to their, the size of the birds is relative to their current importance. Penguin has much more impact on directly on what you need to do now. Um, I don't think I don't think either. I, I mean, I, I agree that I, I see no reasons to do anything different. If you have, yeah. and, and that's the same thing as we talked about for Penguin. If you have in the past been focusing on actually developing great content, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, any any kind of algorithm that uh, any kind of algorithm advances that are made in the near future are bound to uh, do nothing other than focus on. Disappeared. Hello. Did I lose you? Looking or? at the you know the cross national patterns of activity during the period when hummingbird came into being, it's so varied and different around all the different sites and countries that you cannot see a common uh, impact. Whereas with penguin, you can. You can see that there's a direct up or down effect on specific dates. And, and with Hummingbird, there isn't really something you can pick out directly. There have been uh, some, in my opinion at least, some misconceptions about, uh, or the in, in, 
misinterpretations of of the linguistic components of of, of hummingbird, and mm. and one thing being what you what you're implying that now we need to do things totally different. I don't think uh, uh, most of us need to do things very different, and also that that uh, that this was uh, um, a kind of a, a, a long term term long tail search, uh, which it kind of is, but but actually more the opposite, and I think. Uh, one of one of our colleagues that did the best uh, write up on that, with, even though his 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 point of view is a little bit controversial or at least uh, different than most others, is uh, Amon Josh, Amon Jones, who wrote yeah. up uh, on on e Susi i s o o s i website dot com. Uh, if his article is called Hummingbird, the opposite of long term tail search. So if you do a search for that, you should find the article. It's a very good article from uh, Wednesday, October nine. What I learned in working with these linguistic systems is a very important thing for SEO is that when, when, you, when you do these weighted um, – basically what, 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 one of the things that you do to understand search is that you expand on words – so, so words become concepts, and you can link these concepts together, and so on. So, so it actually becomes some some extremely uh, complex uh, uh, structures of a search string. Um, but then, then, then you look at all these factors, and you give them different weights, and then it can be further or closer to one being like a maximum or zero being totally nothing. Um, and so, it's a it's a graded uh, uh, relationship. Um, but what I found working with these type of systems is that a, an exact match will always come out with a higher score. Mm. So let's you know let's use one of the typical examples. If some people are searching for 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 where to buy a notebook and some are searching for where to buy a laptop, it is essentially the same thing they're searching for. Uh, it's just two synonyms for 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 the same kind of portable computer, uh, which of course is also a term they could use. <laughs> um, but what I found is that that if you do have an exact match document in such a system, you will get a higher score mm. than if you don't. The 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 effect that Google may be able to see that those two searches are actually the same is only helping Google to dig deeper into the pool of relevant content, so to speak. But it still has to be ranked, and it's illogical not to assign most value to the exact match. I think one of the things that confuses people also, which is worth just pointing out, is that when we talk about the semantic web, um, we actually don't really mean anything to do with semantics, which is which is definitely confused me at the when I first came across the semantic web because that's more about structuring the content so that you are giving it some sort of meaning, but you're actually giving it the meaning via uh, a label. Yeah, Whereas, but but, uh, but as far as I see, again now there's still a lot way to go. It's just uh, been been released recently here, but but as far as I see, it it's actually because that was a discussion we had in 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 search technology businesses many many years ago, whether it would be possible to have webmasters provide better data for us, so it would be yeah. easier for us to build a search engine, or yeah. if we had to go the other way, and Better understand the complexity of the web as it is, understanding documents in all types of formats, understanding the complexity of how people search. Um, I think most people agree that that was, even though it was a more difficult way, the only way to go because it is impossible to teach webmasters 
at large, I mean every single webmaster that publishes documents on the web to follow any kind of 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 very strict standard. Well, I think I think the problem with with the content is that the content is largely not generated by webmasters at all, but by lots of authors of all sorts of different types that aren't writing the content because they're thinking about yeah. how to how to market up. So yeah, but you know, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm just using yeah. the term webmaster as a as yeah. a as a as a name for whoever published something. Of course, you're totally right. Most of the people who actually do publish something um, have no idea about any anything. In yeah. technology, you know. So, so uh, therefore, unstructured semantics is the is the only way to go ultimately, because structured semantics, which is what the semantic web is about, um, depends too much on a limited um, part of the. You can't structure all thought with labels and markup, because yeah. people, you know, people randomly talk about different things, and the meaning shifts over time. So, the only way to find out what things mean. Is and to uh, to uh, disambiguate, uh, you know, uh, uh, well, dis- <laughs> ambiguity. Can you disambiguate ambiguity? Yeah. Anyway, to 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 find out what the real intent is, uh, is actually I- build a brain of an algorithm that understands what people really intended. But what I think, uh, uh, one of, some of the things that, that I could foresee coming out of this, and, and there's been some examples thrown around, and I'm, you know, things are probably going to change a lot with a, with a big change like this uh, over the next month and years. Uh, but, but, you know, I would, I, would, I would think that what they would use this for is also to combine information in a search query with other types of information. I think, I, I'm not sure if anyone used per- that Personalization. Example. A, good example, yeah, a good example could be that, that you're searching, no, no, not so much personalization, but, but a good example mm. could be that you're searching for, for a good pizzeria in New York. And yeah. then Google should understand that good means that it has to be a good pizzeria. So that there's no, so then should, they should only list pizzerias with, with a, a, a high rating in Whoever you know, what whatever rating uh, data provider they they would use, um, so they only show what is the, the good. Pro- the problem. Uh, there's there's the problem though. There's the problem. You want a, a good pizzeria, and you mean one that does great big pizzas that are really tasty. I want a good pizzeria because I want one that's cheap and has a nice warm environment. Yes, but, <laughs> yes, but but you would actually be able to, um, uh, uh, you would actually be able to determine the difference if you also look at the past uh, uh, yeah. search history of you and me, because then you would understand that you are, you are cheap ass, <laughs> and I'm a spender, well, uh, <laughs> and it, they, they would know that. <laughs> looking but that's personalization, at isn't it? That's personal. No, that's like Google now knowing that no, you've just made a journey somewhere, so you're likely to make the return no, journey. It's, it's it's not personalization of the of the content. It's personalization. Yeah. Of of the search query, so yeah, yeah, that absolutely. They, 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 they is on the search query level, and I think that's important to understand for for SEOs. Uh, then it's as far as I understand uh, things about Hummingbird is that it, it's on that level that it changes. So it's search queries that changes. It's not the interpretation of documents, and it's yes, not the interpretation true. of links. So it has to do with with better understanding, and that's what I said taught all these things about my past with Ankiro and natural language passing, uh, which is, as far as I can understand, essentially is a, is a big part of it. Um, and, and, and that is very, very interesting from a search technology point of view. I don't think it's going to change how you do good content strategies for a website. Well, it, it, I think it means that you are, uh, it's more important to focus on your users 
um, personas and understand what they're looking for. And now, unfortunately, I can hear the music in the background, which means <laughs> it's that a hint. Right here. <laughs> um, thank you, Fresco. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, we run out of time again. Uh, I hope you got something out of the show anyway. Um, and we will see you next week again. We have another live show coming up, and next week is going to be with uh, Christian. And I'm going to be there as well. So, thank you, Andy, for today. Thank you. See you all next time. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.